Welcome to Grab Life Big. Grab Life Big. The exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life. Or as a few of us say, badass rich guys who do epic shit. And now, your host, Pat Hybin. If this is empty, this doesn't matter. Pat, you're home. I'm always home. I'm on tour. Me too. You're doing great, dude. Telling true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. This is my advice to you. I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires at $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. All right, Go Bros. I am here with Mr. Nick Pavia of Charleston, South Carolina, who I've gotten to know from uh, being in the South Carolina local tribe. And we're going to dig deep into his Go Bro interview. Nick, welcome to the Go Bundance podcast. Thanks for having me, Pat. I appreciate it, my man. Hey, buddy, why don't you give everybody like the three, five minute story of your life, like the day you're born till now? Yeah, happy to. So, born in Queens, New York. Parents were. High school sweethearts, father dropped out of high school, then when I'm going back to school, became a pharmacist, and we moved upstate to a little town called Newburgh, New York, where he owned several pharmacies uh, in that area and the surrounding areas. He passed away probably when I was in fifth grade or so, and then my mom got remarried to an IBMer, and we moved to Raleigh, and that's really where home is and kind of where I grew up, Raleigh, North Carolina, so... All my family still resides in Raleigh, mom, stepfather, sister, brother, niece, nephews, etc. So grew up there, went to uh, middle and high school there, grew up playing a lot of sports, went and played a little D3 hoops for a year up in a small place called uh, Allegheny College in Meadville, Pennsylvania. And I had never heard of lake effect snow before then, but I uh, learned what it was all too quickly and I was like, I got to get out of here. And I had some buddies at the College of Charleston. I was looking on Facebook and seeing the fun times they were having, you know, out of Folly Beach where you live. And so I spent a year up there and uh, transferred to the college and completed school there and had a blast. And um, I committed to staying in the Charleston area. So I went and worked, sold insurance at Northwestern Mutual for a year and then joined my current firm. Currently, I'm a financial advisor with Commonwealth Financial Group located on Daniel Island. Pat, you and I are probably on 20, 30 minutes on the opposite side of the town, right? So been here for, what, since 2006, so 15, 16 years, and I'm now a partner here, own a piece of the uh, overarching firm, and then 100% of uh, another financial planning practice sort of within Commonwealth. And it's been a good run, man. So, you know, in my 20s, it was sort of, you know, overworked, underpaid, and got in my 30s and started to make a little bit of scratch. And then I was talking to uh, Jonathan Holt. And talking to my girlfriend who knows Adam, 
and uh, got introduced to GoBundance and sort of realized that, like, okay, I got this thing kind of moving in the right direction. You know, what am I going to do in addition to, right? And I felt a little bit stagnant in my life, and I needed to be exposed to some things uh, to kind of broaden my horizons, and that's how I got introduced to GoBundance and for learning about it, you know, and talking to the guys here locally. Decided to join, uh, what, about two years ago this summer, I guess. So, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's been a good run and, and enjoyed the, you know, introduction to GoBundance. Live in Mount Pleasant with my girlfriend and uh, right on Shem Creek, not far from where you were yesterday with the guys. And so, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we're starting to get quite the, quite the crew down here in South Carolina. So it's uh, kind of nice to have so many of us close by. We, let's we really uh, do, let's right? get this. Yep, good. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, let's get into some nitty-gritty here. Let's get into some of your numbers. Talk to me about your horizontal income, Nick. Yeah, so 2020, it was 336, 500. So 2020 was a good year horizontally. That was a result of some rents, but unloading some real estate that we had rehabbed over the past three or four years. This year, it's not going to be quite that large, I hope, to complete some side projects and maybe do somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 100K uh, on the side. You know, and then once once I complete, I've been telling you I'm sort of building a, a new home for our, for my girlfriend and I. Once that's done, then there'll be the focus on ramping up, you know, that horizontal revenue again. And we won't be done yeah, well, with that at Christmas was, of 2022. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of GoPros ask, you know, our capital gains, or you know, if you sell something uh, besides your primary residence, is that a horizontal income? And absolutely, it is. You know, so flipping or or anything stock sales or anything is uh definitely horizontal income yeah no and what i was saying when i joined the group you know the thing about my primary income is that i have what some people refer to as residual income as it associates to my primary position here right and i i count that all as vertical right and so you know that's sort of vertical anything having to do with commonwealth or my financial planning practice, that's vertical stuff. Um, then everything outside of that, real estate or otherwise, that's my horizontal. And some of it's flipping and renting out some things. But, you know, I think it's the type of situation where that's why I joined GoBundance. Once I learned about this whole horizontal income thing, the light went off and I said, hey, you know, I need to build some additional streams of revenue just in the event, you know, some weird law gets passed and all of a sudden, you know, our, our 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 main business is affected. I need a backup plan, right? Just for just to stabilize myself, more or less. And so that that's that's what you know. GoBundance has really opened my mind to, right? That sort of supplemental lines of horizontal income. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's really what it's about. You really should, you know, consider horizontal uh, income probably in value about ten times as much as vertical. You know, uh, vertical is, is you know trading time for money. Is one tenth of value of of horizontal income. So let's talk about like your percentage or what percentage would you consider yourself? So so in yeah so last year was a weird year right because I unloaded all that real estate. So last year I was ninety two percent. In twenty twenty one I'll probably be closer to thirty six. Last year was a special year, you know, kind of when you look at the numbers. This year the goal is to be at thirty six percent. Last year was a wild year because we sold all that real estate, right? We freed up some cash to do yeah. some other things. So, you know. What were you thinking? Were you, were you thinking at the time the market was peaking? No. I, I, so that was the plan before COVID and everything else. 
our plan with that particular property that we sold was to, I bought a short sale out here on Daniel Allen. My girlfriend's a Keller Williams agent, right? That's how she knows Adam and all the guys. So about it. And so like, we're like, okay, buy the short sale. We're going to rehab it, which we did. Bought it for five twenty five. put up like 130 into it. Lived in it for two years, so I didn't have to pay capital gains. Sold it after two years, and you know, sold it for like nine hundred and change. And so that plus another rental, yeah. So that was, that was like a special, just everything, you know, everything sort of aligned. And then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hit, and we had a contract on the house. They backed out. We had another contract on the house. They backed out, and then all of a sudden, everything stabilized. And the people who wanted to buy it the first time, lovely people, they just got scared, and I understand that came back around and said, you know what, we're going to buy the house from you guys. And so the people who had the contract the first go-round came back and wound up buying it from us. That's um, hilarious. And, yeah, and, and, you know, I don't fault them for backing out. They just, you know, everybody was, a lot of people were scared shitless. When yeah, everyone freaked out. Right? It didn't take, so, lucky yeah. for us, it didn't take long, right, before people realized, hey, this is not that big, do not be that big a deal, you know? Exactly, exactly. And so, and, and they're young, young family, and she was pregnant at the time, and, you know, I, you know, I get it. Right. So, but anyway, so they bought it and, you know, it worked out for everybody and we were able to make a little bit of scratch on that deal. And, you know, the plan from there was to buy another lot out here, built from the ground up, which is what we're working on now. And I was also able to buy a condo on Shen Creek and rehab it, which is what we're living in now, uh, in the meantime. So, um, nice. while we're over in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, right? always moving. Good. Yeah, stuff. So, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, so, so, like, I'm curious, like, uh, you know, we're out of COVID now. Uh, everything's kind of running on all cylinders. Every, everyone, every human being out there, at least Americans, have the Midas touch, right? You buy, it doesn't matter what you buy, it goes up. I had a guy tell me yesterday, he's like, my portfolio yesterday, uh, last year did great. And I'm like, uh, yeah, dude, so did everybody's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we're in a very funny time where, where there's, assets that are they're all correlating right it's hard to find non-correlating assets so what kind of advice are you giving your your clients right now yeah and you know i remember being on a go abundance call right where during covid and you know i cut my take on it was this is going to be the greatest buying opportunity that we're going to see for many many years right and so during covid we took on more new money last year than we ever have in the history of the firm to buy that dip so the what we do is we say, look, when it comes to your investment accounts, we're buying things that we have every intention on holding on to for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and then given to your kids and then given to their kids, right? And so the plans that we do and the way we invest money is a long-term strategy. You know, you try to invest for the short-term or day trade or less than six months or a year, it may work short-term, but long-term you're going to get burned playing that game, right? And the other thing is, the way I look at investment accounts is they are supplements to your one thing, right? So everybody, you know, whether they do real estate or they're business owners, all your investment accounts are to help you, you know, stabilize your financial situation, number one, but number two, provide liquidity when you have an opportunity to make, you know, uh, a lot of money doing a real estate transaction or whatever it might be, right? And so everything that we run is in supplement to what our clients one thing is you know what i mean so that's the way we look at it. you're never going to get uber wealthy investing in the stock market right that's going to provide stability so that way you can you know 
you call me and say, hey, Nick, I have this flip identified. I need to put together the loan package to help me out. Where am I going to get the money from? Right? You, you have the funds and different resources to do things. You know? So that, that's sort of what we do here. Does that make any sense, Pat? You know, so what, you know, yeah, more, our motto? More of an advisory role, kind of. Exactly. And so you know, our motto is stop overanalyzing every little thing in the market because mm. you're never going to fully understand it. Have faith that the markets go up long term and buy when you have the money to do so. So if you have cash and you, and you have your emergency fund and you're stabilized, right, and you want to invest in the market, buy. Do ne never wait. You're always going to get burned. Like people have been sitting on cash since COVID. I mean, they lost out on one of some of the best time that they'll ever experience, right? You look at the past year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so the main thing is um, what I always tell people is say, stop thinking, buy when you have the money to do so and buy good stuff, right? And that's where we come from. Well, the, funny, the funny thing is I was talking to, I forget if it was Paul Sloat or Fred Hubler or one of those guys that was in that call. It was about a year ago today. And I think you had yep. recommended Chevron and he had recommended Exxon and he was like, hey, let Nick know that uh, Exxon's up 3% more than Chevron or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, and <laughs> they both you know, crushed and it, the, you know. Yeah, and, the, and you're right. I can't remember. Who was, or maybe it was the guy in the lance on that call whose name I forget. But, the, you know, the thing is, is like in our portfolios, like if you come to us with cash, you're never going to own more than 5% of any one company anyway. You know, we're not taking any flyers or anything like that. So you'll probably own Exxon and Chevron. But, you know. It, it, I hear a lot of the guys in GoBundance like sitting on cash, cash, cash. And I'm like, you got to deploy it when you have it, you know, because you just don't know. As long as you have cash reserves, if like the crap absolutely hits the fan to kind of survive a recession for 12 to 18 months, right? Because the average market pullback, an average recession, the great, you know, the 2008, 2009, the financial crisis excluded, lasts about a year, right? So you just have to have enough cash on hand to make it through a year. You know, COVID was a month or two, yeah. right? You know, and so that's what, what's your opinion? What's your what's your opinion on SPACs, bull or bear? You know, the it's funny. My I did hear my buddy over there uh, talking about that particular. You know, I I'm not putting any money in that particular particular deal. You know, everybody right now is hot on Tesla, right? But that's already made its run and kind of pulled back a little bit. I you know personally, I'm sort of, and I said this on that call, maybe almost to a fault. I'm very meat and potatoes, and so if I was going to buy anything with what I see coming out of Ford and GM, is that's where I would go right now. You know, I think there's still value there if you're looking at vehicle vehicles and automakers. Right. Special purpose acquisition company. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. That's Sorry. where they buy, you know, you know, that's where you raise the money ahead of time and it's an empty shell and then they go around looking for a company and then they buy that company, a private company, and it's, it's, they're able to take it public because they're already public. They're a public company that's I, an absolute shell, you know, with no, no gotcha. income. I completely understand. Yeah. I completely did not understand what you were talking about that. Okay. I got yeah, you. That's So that's more problem. of a private placement. Type. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. So that's more of a private placement type deal. I'll be honest with you with all the opportunities we have, you know, as a firm, you know, that could work, but we have, there's so many opportunities out there without doing private placements. If the client wants to do a private placement, that's something we don't advise on. We they actually do it on their own. Right. And so, you know, while we'll know about it and we'll look, we'll review it. That's something that we do not orchestrate. Right, right.
The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires at $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. All right, let's move it's on now. It's too risky. Here. We gotta, yeah, too risky. All right, well, let's move right. on to, to all the pillars here. What do you weigh, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, 235 as of this morning. Well, as of this morning, what do you want? You know, I think 220 is great. 225 is good. You know, I'll, I'll gain and lose 10 pounds in a weekend, right? Whoa, so I'll really? In a weekend? Yeah, like, I'll... Yeah, like I'll if I have a big weekend where I'm playing golf and drinking beers with the boys, you know, I could gain five or ten, and then throughout the course of the week I would go from like two forty to two thirty two to even two thirty if I really watch what I eat and drink and exercise the way I'm supposed to. So that's crazy. Um, you know, yeah, for me, you know, exercise is not. The, I like to exercise, exercise every morning and enjoy it. You know, for me, it's more of a diet thing. You know, if I'm on my diet, then you know. I'm on the lower end of that spectrum. You know, of course, with COVID and everything else, probably been drinking too much beer and everything else, you know. So I need to cut out the beer and drink more vodka, I guess. Right, Pat? Yeah. Yeah, vodka soda, 65 <laughs> calories. That's <laughs> right. Tall glass. That's right. The lime, God, the the lime gives you two calories. <laughs> the, the beer is just so delicious, I have a hard time staying away. But, yeah, no, you're right. When I'm yeah, on that's my, how I've uh, lost a lot of weight. And, yeah. Yeah, I've lost a lot of weight just yeah. cutting out gluten. I think uh, the wheat is the devil, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's what makes us gain weight. So you should try it. Yeah, sure. the, uh, yeah, and I saw you, what, a month or so ago, man. You look like a different dude. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh, I mean, you weren't really? big before, but you are, yeah, no, like, you weren't big before at all. But, like, you walked up, and I was like, holy shit. Like, you are lean and mean nowadays. You look great. Damn. So, wow. Whatever you're doing Thanks. is working, bro. I appreciate yeah, it. For sure. Yeah. Basically, yeah, gluten like a big gluten, dude before. Gluten yeah. free, gluten free, yeah. and uh, and um, and intermittent fasting too. You know, just trying not to eat yep. anything till noon. All right, so let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, authentic relationships. If you died today, who would be your six pallbearers? You know, as it stands right now, it'd probably be you know a couple of my partners here at Commonwealth, and then you know some of my buddies who I've known since. I got a group of guys who I've known since high school, some guys I've known since college, right? You know, 20, 25 year relationships. So it would probably be a combination of those guys. I would hope that would, uh, would do it. So I guess I'm fortunate in that way, right? Have maintained some relationships. Yeah, that's for, good. For long haul, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, then let's talk about your life happiness index. What is your overall score of your life happiness index? Sure. So let's see what I put down here. I, 6.41, according to the calculator on the app. All right. So, you know, that's a yeah. little low. Um, what's, what's bringing it down? Like, what's the, what's the lowest well, one on there? Yes. Like, like I, you know, I don't have kids, right? And so that was a zero, you know. So I think some things that, you know, are kind of pulling it down. I'm not married. So I think maybe, like, relationship with your spouse is on there, you know. I guess I could have you know, put girlfriend, but like, I think there's some things on there that are dragging it down. The one thing I noticed, yeah, there that's was, not, that's a, not right. I'm going to have to fix that. Yeah. I already know that. That's not uh, right. Cause yeah, if you don't have kids, yeah. you don't have kids. Yeah. And so, you know, but I, I would say when I looked at that, Pat, there was a line item there that said gratitude thermometer and pre COVID. I think I 
have always been, you know, very positive, optimistic, maybe almost to a fault in certain situations as far as doing some things and, you know, taking some risks that other people wouldn't have, would have taken and looking at opportunities and always saying yes. But, you know, I think that's dropped during COVID. And I found myself and my girlfriend, I should point out to me, being more negative than I ever have in my life. And I just felt I kind of really need to examine that because I felt that, you know, they're, they're not so much, you know, during this past year, just the limitations on sort of people telling me what I can do, where I can go, how to act had a real negative impact on my outlook on things. And I became a very pessimistic person to a certain extent. I became someone I really don't like to almost, you know, maybe not to that extent, but you know, you know where I'm going with this. And so I basically have been, you know, I read that. I was like, shit, I need to work on my gratitude and just being, you know, normal Nick again. Right. And, you know, life's too short to have a shit attitude on certain things. Right. No matter what it is, you know, and there's always a positive spin and a negative spin. I felt like no matter what it was, I was being tilting negative where I've never been that way in my life ever. So that's the one thing I, you know, and you're not, you're not, you're not alone. You're not alone. I mean, there's a, the devastation mentally from, from this could be, we could, we could find out later in history books that this has been more devastating mentally to people than it has physically, you know, like the suicides and the depressions. And I talked to my doctor the other day. He said, he said, he said, usually if you had to tell me like how my day went and the average of what people said when they came in, it was like, oh, Lyme's disease, you know, gastric reflux, you know, just random stuff, right? And uh, he's like, now it's depression, anxiety, and depression. And he's like, wow. everybody who comes to me, and, he, and he, he's not even a shrink, right? He's just a regular doc. He's like, he's like, they come to me and tell me that they'll just feel like shit. And I'm like, wow, that's. That's deep. So hopefully that'll all change, you know, now that all the, the, the lights are being turned on and people are starting to get out right. and move around and travel again. Yeah. What about exactly. give back? Exactly. Let's, talk, let's talk about give back. Uh, pillar number four. Sure. What do you, how do you give back to the community or to charity or what do you do? Yeah. And so most of it is through financial donation at this point. And as I, I looked at this, on my one sheet, I was like, shit, I am light. You know, I, I, I think I give maybe 10 grand a year total, 100 bucks a week to the church on Sundays. And then, you know, that's about it, you know. And so beyond some other things that the Spirit moves me, you know, as the Spirit moves me, you know, I don't really give a ton of time to any particular organization. But, you know, if somebody, you know, is raising money for XYZ, usually I'll, I'll donate it, right? But that's something that, I probably need to work towards either kind of working towards bumping it up financially or, you know, finding something that is meaningful, right. To spend some time in, you know? Yeah. I find I need the automatic payments or I just won't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'll see something on Facebook, yeah. this guy got in a car accident or whatever, throw some money at it. But aside from that, the ones where I end up adding up is these people that I commit you know, a hundred bucks a month or whatever. And it just, it's just been going on. Some of them I've been going on like eight, nine years. And I'm like, Oh, you know? And so, right. Right. Anyways. All right. Let's, let's talk about accountability. Are, are you in a GoPod now? I was in a GoPod and our GoPod kind of dissolved. And I'm actually um, working with the team to get put back 
put back in one. I have a meeting uh, for an incubator on my calendar coming up in the next couple of weeks. We had a we had a nice group of guys, but we had one gentleman who had twins, and another guy I think dropped out of abundance, and then another guy went to Europe for an opera scene like for a long time. And so like it just sort of dissolved to a certain extent. But I'm looking forward to get getting back involved with one. Yeah, that happens. And anybody listening, if that's happening to you, definitely do what Nick did and, and reach back out to GoBundance and we'll get you put back in there. It's just part of the process. You know, they don't all work. Right. And it's got to, it's got to, everybody's got to be committed. Like you can't have like one guy committed and three that are not. So, right. So, yeah. So, right. That's, exactly. That's not unheard of. So, let's talk exactly. about some bucket list adventures. Give me, give me some of your bucket list. What's your bucket list look like? Where, where do you want to, be in the future like well, give me three greatest hits of what you want to do in the future yeah so for future three greatest hits you know i'd love to get to a million vertical a million horizontal that's something i think i can do on a vertical side probably in the next i don't know 36 months maybe even depending on how things go and then um you know horizontal will take a little bit more time and take some more creativity to get to that point but you know that that's definitely something that is a, is a big goal of mine I'd love to break 90. I've come close. I'm talking about playing golf, right? I've come close several times. And, you know, as much golf as I play, I should be better. But, and then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to traveling again, right? Like, so, uh, you know, I, in the past five years, I've taken multiple trips to Europe. I go out west a couple times a year to go skiing. I've been to Zermatt, Switzerland to go skiing. And I'm looking forward really to getting back to Europe to go skiing and go, you know, ski either the Swiss Alps or in France and, and really looking forward to kind of, you know, doing that again. And, um, we had some awesome trips planned last year that kind of obviously went up the smoke, but that's sort of what I have on the agenda going forward as far as goals and sort of bucket list things looking, looking to the future. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Well, what, what about in the past? What, like if you had to look back on your, on your life thus far, what would you say your three greatest hits so far have been? Yeah, I think, you know, finding, you know, my current firm, you know, finding the guys here. I, I love coming to work every day. I'm one of those lucky people that, you know, I, I, after not being around for a while, I, I miss the guys here, right, that I work with. And so I'm very fortunate in that way. Uh, so that'd be number one, the team we have here at Commonwealth. Then, you know, number two is some of the traveling I've done and the ski trips we've put together over the years has been fantastic. And then number three, I would say, you know, me- meeting, you know, my girlfriend, you know, she, She's great. She's actually the one that indirectly got me in GoBundance, if you can believe that. So, and so that and she is, she pushes me, right, in a way that resonates, right, and sort of opens my mind up to possibilities in the same way that the guys in GoBundance do. And that, then that, that made a fourth thing, right? GoBundance is a huge resource. People join GoBundance for different reasons, but it kind of has something for everybody. And the thing I like about this versus maybe other groups I've seen is, there's a priority around kind of improving all different areas of your life. It's not just money. It's not just health. It's not just relationships. It's like, how do we get a little better across the board? Right. Um, and really mind mm-hmm. up to what's possible. So that's it. You know, I know that's four, that's more than you asked for, but that's, that's kind of the top several things, right. That, that I've been able to do. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. All right. Well, let's wrap this up, Nick, with, um, with a spin of the GoBundance cards, are you ready yeah. for a random question? Yes, sir. Roll with it. All right, Nick. If you cashed it all in to live in one spot forever, where would it be? 
defense. Tough. One spot forever. And it's got to be a specific, like, city, right? Not like a state or an area, correct? Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's your answer, but, you know, yeah, I mean, country, okay. island, yeah, so whatever. Assuming, I, you know, you're assuming people are going to visit you and stuff. Yeah, you know, it, and if I had to choose somewhere beyond where I live right now, because I do love Charleston, Daniel Island, so that would be, you know, a close one, two. But I'll give you one. You know, I've been here for 20, 25 years. I'll give you a second one. I love Switzerland. I think Switzerland is one of the greatest countries in the world. You have beautiful lakes, great food, multiple cultures, and the skiing there is off the wall. And so that's probably the second place I would go besides right here in Charleston. That's pretty cool. And, um, you know, my wife and I went to Switzerland for two straight weeks uh, in the summer, and we basically saw the whole thing, you know. And, yeah, I love it, too. It's a great place, very safe. Yeah, it's very, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good place. Not, not much wrong with Switzerland, you know. They and they really have their shit together over there. You know, I mean, er- everything is just like run like clockwork. And I just thought, and and I don't know if you ski or not, but that the skiing there is just in Zermatt and some of the other areas are just it's the best in the world. So that that's sort of where I would be a, for something you know a little different. That 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 would or a lot different. That that would be the spot. Yeah. Nice. Good answer. All right, Nick. Well, look, I will, I will see you at the next, uh, next Go Bundance, yeah, man. Uh, South Carolina get-together in the future. Well, thanks for having me on, man. Have a great day, and uh, I'm sure we'll see, see you soon. In life, to be honest, I failed as much as I've succeeded. But I love my wife. I love my life. And I wish you... My kind of success. Don't step to me, bitch. Now you can